Welcome back to the Women in Writing podcast. My name is Christina. I'm a six-figure freelance writer and I'm a freelance writing coach, especially for women. So excited. This week we have Britt on our podcast. She has a very special niche in freelance writing that she's going to share with you. And that really gives you the hope that you can really create your freelance career your way. She's also about to retire from her day job and she shares all of her experiences with you. I have another amazing guest on my podcast today. Her name is Britt and she is a really inspiring young lady, I would say. Like me saying that, like being almost 39. <laughs> so... <laughs> I'm one of these people I always have to think about like how old I am my perfect age is 19 I'm always stuck at 19 anyway <laughs> so Britt how are you I'm good I'm so happy to be here thank you for having me I'm excited I'm super excited as well so what made you apply for being on the podcast yeah I saw what you were doing and I think there's so much, I think the biggest thing that I faced as a female writer and trying to start a business that I think a lot of other women deal with is that imposter syndrome and struggling with what to do and what are the steps I take. And I think that's just something that is not that men don't experience imposter syndrome and all that stuff, but I just think that it's a more unique experience for women. It was, it felt like an empowering place to be. And if I can help other people, that's where I want to be. Definitely. Thank you so much. And that's also like my mission to really inspire others on like imposter syndrome. It's definitely true. Like when I had my transition basically from like a normal, like nine to five career into my writing then full-time and now also from writing into coaching like it's definitely you always hit these points can I really help someone will people be successful like with what I'm doing but I think and I just had another like podcast interview with a lady she's like us but maybe in five years or whatever like she hits her seven figures every year like she has a team of people she has like her book editing and publishing company and she published her own book and I think like the main key message was really to keep going. And I think that's really like the secret. So tell us a little bit more about your writing and like, how did you start? Did you always love it from when you were a child or? Yeah, I feel like sometimes I read those stories like Stephen King and Neil Gaiman and they've been writing since they were like out of the womb. And I'm like, ah, I'm, and it wasn't that I didn't write when I was young. I did. I remember being in my bedroom writing like when I was six years old my first horror story about an axe murder I was really into Nancy Drew books back wow. then and so I wanted to write my own Nancy Drew book but my writing journey really has lots of ebbs and flows so I would write a lot and then I would get discouraged and put it away and then I would write a lot and I would get discouraged and put it away but it always felt like life was leading me back to writing every time I would put it away I realized I felt like something was missing and then I would come back to writing and I would feel fulfilled again and so I really started taking it seriously to be honest with you about seven years ago now I went through a coach training program 
and I got certified to be a, a life coach. At the time, I was working in higher education, working with students. So I wanted to do academic coaching, but part of the pro- essence of the program is to you get coached throughout the process so that you can learn what it feels like to get coached. Yes. And every single session ended up turning to talking about writing and me wanting to do writing. And so I actually opened up my own writing freelancing business that year with the help of that class, the people in that wow. class. Could do it. Yeah. And so seven years and it's been growing every year since then. Yeah. That's so amazing. And it's so inspiring as well. And it was really similar to my story because when I was young, I always wrote and was busy with other stuff. When you're young, you have your first boyfriend and then, you know, like you get just distracted with life. But I think it's amazing, like how writing for a lot of people is also, you know, like that thing they always come back to, but also that thing that like holds so much healing, like in journaling and whatever we write. I think it's just such an amazing tool for all of us. And when you said you started your freelance writing business, was it like, where did you get clients from or what did you focus on? Yeah, so I, just to be perfectly honest, I sadly made the, I don't want to call it a mistake because I do think it's opened up some doors for me. I didn't know where to start. And so someone suggested Fiverr, which is like an online platform that sort of helps you find and connects clients to you and to your services. Yes. And it was a bummer the first couple of months because in order to get the reviews that actually put you in front of people, you basically have to sell your soul. I was writing for $5 and $10 and it was really hard. But then I had a couple of people who said that I wasn't charging enough and I was getting really good reviews. So I started raising my prices and I was, I got my start writing like blogs and I was working at at the University of Pennsylvania's Positive Psychology Center full-time at that point in time. And with that expertise, I was able to get some clients who were in the psychology space and doing editing for them and helping them create presentations and doing a little bit of everything. And then I had a client who was like, hey, can you help me write my novel? And... I was like, okay, yeah, that's what I want to be doing is helping people write their novel. And so he had me ghostwriting pieces of it and editing. It was like heavy revision ghostwriting. And finally, he was like, do you think that you could teach me or coach me on how to write this? And it was like light bulbs went off in my head because I was like, oh my gosh, I have a coaching certification. And I never thought to put that with my love of writing and coach people on how to write their own stuff. And that's what I started doing. That was probably about maybe a year and a half, 18 months into this freelancing. And so I started coaching writers. And that's been the main focus for the last couple of years now. I have been writing a lot less for other people, trying to write more for myself, but coaching them so that they have their own voice in their stories. I love that. That's really amazing. That's so inspiring. I think it's, yes, when the universe puts us in that place where hey this is the reminder like that could be your career or your thing and it will always evolve and really inspiring that's really cool would you say that it's really important also to build like that network and the relationships 
Yeah, for sure. There was a lot of clients that I had on Fiverr. And that's why I said I, I don't want to talk badly about it. A lot of people do talk badly about it because they take some they take a large percentage. And to be competitive, you really do have to charge very little, at least to get started. Exactly. But I met a ton of people through there from all yeah. over the world. And it's so crazy how some of those connections led to other connections, led to referrals. I was just actually, I have my editing certificate from the University of Chicago, and I just went to a freelancing for editors sort of panel discussion with these uh, editors who have been in the business for 20 plus years. Amazing. And one of the best pieces of advice that came out of that was don't burn any bridges. Even if you have the worst client or a client who is so challenging or frustrating, you just never know who that person is connected to. And so she said that she's had clients who were like big pains and really struggled with them. And then ultimately they ended up referring her to a dream job. And I think something that I really take to heart now, and I've definitely had challenging clients, um, but I think I always try to approach them with compassion and understanding. And because one, I just want to be that kind of person, but also too, you just never know where that can lead you. And I definitely had a lot of those moments on that journey in Fiverr of, oh, this person's really challenging, but I'm going to be really nice. And then ultimately getting more business from them. Kill them with kindness and provide like a really good job. I definitely had some of these clients as well because I started out on these platforms. And I think for me, it was also helpful to find out what kind of writing disciplines I like like I wrote a couple of short stories and even like like short story series blog posts SEO website content etc etc and then when I studied for my master of business administration I really fell in love with like the academic writing world and also supporting others doing that and before we recorded we had that little chat about how academic writing and editing is amazing you just have to be careful to not tell the student, of course, I'm doing this and that for you. So you can just submit whatever I do for you. There's a little bit of a finer line. And that's what I like teach my clients as well. Like it's amazing. And there's also like good money in it because obviously like people at that level, they need support. And I'm not saying that universities, they cannot provide that support, but like sometimes there's just something missing that like this more personal mentoring process is like the key for them and also what I find helpful with my students as well like with my academic students as well is um, providing them a shortcut because sometimes people especially from the world of being practitioners being like high up in their careers and doing like their masters or whatever or like whatever like business degree they might get they think that academic writing must be like this long process and it must be difficult and it must be like whatever, but actually it's like simpler sometimes than they think it is. Yeah, I think academic writing is a really unique space to be in. I was just asked to be a developmental editor on a international handbook that's going to be coming out, I think, in April. And yeah, it's also, I think too, there's, this misconception that if someone, a lot of the people that were writing that have been in academia for a really long time and have published and published and published papers, but when you're writing for a book, it's different. And so it was really nice to be able to still 
I think that there's this misconception sometimes for especially new editors to look at that and be like, oh, what can I offer this person who's been doing this forever? But someone who's been doing one thing forever, just like you said, with different types of genres, like when you try to go from one thing to a different thing, especially in academic writing, it's not it's the transition can be something that you can really provide value to those folks to help them polish, but also really provide amazing content to the different types of audiences, those things on a, a, an article that gets published in a journal is going to have a different audience, perhaps than a, a book that comes out and is yeah. geared towards practitioners and things like that. And what I think too, is like understanding the purpose behind it as well. Like for me, when I wrote my dissertation, it was all about like our family business, like my family back home in Germany, we have the family business and for us, it was really a topic that like solved a problem for us. So I was really motivated to support the family business, like researching about that topic. And that's why I really thought that is really purpose-driven. It's not like something that I have to write because it's like my homework. It didn't feel like that. It was more like I was on a mission. And I think it's the same with you, with books and everything, right? Yeah, I, I think, you know... Everyone has different belief systems and I totally respect all of them. For me, it just feels like a calling. Like you said, that mission, that purpose. I just, I really do. I have never felt more like myself and more uh, providing more value than when I'm helping people find their own voice and what in whatever medium that is. I have a client who's writing a dissertation, but I also have a client who's writing a seven book series, historical fiction and so in both of those scenarios, they're starkly different goals, but very similar in the sense of the mission that they have to accomplishing those and the purpose they feel in writing those things. And so being a part of that process, like I, that's when I feel most alive is being with those folks in their element and seeing them succeed. That's so inspiring. I think that's so great because that's what a lot of clients when they start working with me as well think too oh I just if I go into copywriting I just can do copywriting and I'm not sure if I like that because I will be always in that category but it's actually not the case like whatever lights you up like it doesn't mean you have to be the expert in doing this and that like you can be you can have a multiple multi-passionate career as long as it's like related to your writing or editing or whatever it might be right Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think this is where kind of imposter syndrome weaves back in. And we talk about this a lot in the writing world in general. But I recently watched an interview with Greta Gerwig. She's the woman who wrote the Barbie movie. And yes. I think she wrote Lady Bird as well. And she was talking about how writing is painful and that she finds it very painful. But mostly she finds it painful because we're alone when we're writing. And in that aloneness, our inner voices start to talk to us. And sometimes they're not so nice. And this is where a lot of the writers that I work with stop, get stuck. And it's my job to help them get through it. But it's the sort of key is not letting those inner voices win. Going back to what you were talking about earlier, it's continuing to keep going despite the voices and despite what they're saying. Because let's be honest, think about the last thing you wrote the first draft of. It probably wasn't your best writing. Exactly. First drafts aren't. But we see that and we hear the voices and we see the bad first draft and we're like, I'm not cut out for this. And if you can push past that, it's amazing 
how much you can grow and progress. And I love Neil Gaiman. He's a really gifted speaker. And he talks about how his first couple of things, he has this whole thing where he's, you have a hundred or a thousand, I can't remember, bad stories in you. So you need to write those first. They have to come out before the good stuff can come out. Um, It's like turning on a spigot when it's a brand new house and the first couple of the first several moments of water, maybe like the dust and the crud from building the house, you have to get that stuff out so the water can flow clear. Yeah. That's something that writers could just understand that and see that in themselves. Okay, there's some dust, maybe some rust if I haven't written in a while. I just have to clear that out. And then I can be writing the, the beauty that I am picture writing. It, it's possible if you can push past the voices. A hundred percent. That's so cool that you say that and that you brought that up. Like I'm working with my clients a lot. Also like, like on mindset and like all of these like personal development areas, because there's so many things like in a child and whatever. And it was true for me too, that my parents always said writing is not a career, like There's no writers in our family, et cetera. Like you cannot make money. You need to get a real job, blah, blah, blah. And that's, I get it. Like a lot of people, especially when you're young, obviously like you listen to your family and you don't want to disappoint anyone, but I think keep going. Like that's really like the key message here. Right. And what I find so inspiring with you too, is that you not only do like your writing and your editing, like coaching, like supporting other people, but also you have a very unique gift of writing wedding vows right yeah so yeah about that that's so yeah. amazing I write wedding vows and wedding speeches and that's actually become like 50% sometimes more of the business that I'm building and I came across that entirely on accident again just thinking about how the universe puts stuff in front of you for me my friend he was just like my fiance wants us to custom writer wedding vows and I have no idea what I'm doing can you please help me and I was like I have no idea I've never written this was before I was married so I'd really never written wedding vows not even for myself and I was hesitant and I agreed to help him and they turned out beautifully not to toot my own horn but I was pretty impressed I was like wow okay I can do this but it felt like a one-off and my friend was like oh you should offer this as a service and I thought no way I'm not gonna, who hires people to help them write wedding vows? I've never heard of this service before. No one does that. And I wrote it off. And I want to say like a couple months later, he had told another friend who also asked me to help them. So I helped that person and they were really happy with the outcome. And again, said, you should offer this. And I was like, all right, maybe I'll float it out there and see what happens. And that was about five years ago. And I I have to double check. I should have counted before this, but I think I may have just hit the 100 mark, writing 100 wedding vows. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. So yeah, where, that was just exploded. Where do people find you? Is it like all personal referrals or is it like somewhere? Do you have a website or Insta? Or how yeah, is that? I have a website. I have an Instagram. I have a TikTok and I have a Facebook and it's all Britly, right? And yeah, but mostly I have a nice healthy balance of referrals. And then some people have found like a handful of people have found me through TikTok, but most people just find me through Google because I was right. There's not that many people out there who do it. And so it's, I'm easy to find if you type in like wedding vow helper, but if you looking for somebody to help you write your wedding vows, you can just come directly to my website, but yeah. That is so cool. So do you usually work with the couple, like both of them? 
Or is it like you work with the groom or the bride and then they surprise like their better half or like how is that usually? Yeah, it's a mix of both. Right now I have five and two of that five is a couple, the bride and the groom. And then the other three are just, they're surprising their spouse at their wedding with written vows. And a lot of my clients come to me not because they don't know what to say. It's more, how do I put how I feel these big emotions into the right words, not just any words, but I want these words to be powerful and meaningful. And yeah, these are folks who I love working with because if they're hiring me, I know already that they really care about what they're saying and how they're saying it and how they're communicating with their spouse. And the conversations are just Oh, how can you be sad or upset after listening to someone's love story and then getting a chance to write it for them? It's pretty great. Yeah, it's it's been an absolute joy to have this happy accident. And again, like I don't, everyone has different like faith backgrounds, but like for me, it just felt like God was like, hey, this is something that you have a gift for and other people need that. And so I got pushed into that quite a bit because I was really resistant at first and then it just took off on its own. That's so crazy. That's so great. I love that. And it's really inspiring as well as like you can, you didn't even know that you would be successful with that. Like it was not like you're pushing it. Like it just came to you and you said, okay, that's a good gift. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I, even when I put it on, on out there on my website and on Fiverr to say, okay, I offer this, I really didn't expect anything to come of it. And then all of a sudden it was like, I want to say too, in the summer months, it's the only, it's, I barely have time for editing and anything else because I have like, it's just a wedding season. Right. But you get like a flood of people who are just like, please help me. I get a lot of, I do get a lot of grooms who are like, my wedding's in four days. (laughs) I just wanted to ask that. That was my first question. Like the season, I'm sure like it's a season and you have a lot of people that come like last minute. I do. Yeah, I have. And I love and they're still just they care just as much. It's just a lot of times those folks are, we planned our wedding in four months because of XYZ, especially during COVID. I had a lot of those folks like to change when their wedding was and people don't mean to forget about their vows, but it does become the last thing on your checklist. And then you're before your wedding and you're like, Oh, no, what do I do? Um, So yeah, I like to help those folks just as much too. They're they're typically a riot to talk to as well. <laughs> Amazing. So you have uh, like tons of great reviews, right? Yeah, I have only five-star reviews on Fiverr. And I just started on Upwork doing some things there too. And yeah, all, of, all good reviews. I, it's funny because my imposter syndrome, I think is coming out a little bit being like, Shh, don't, yeah, but that's not, that doesn't mean anything, <laughs> but I'm trying harder this year to lean into like my word for the year is believe, like believe in myself, my talents, my abilities, my business, my dreams. So I'm really trying to lean into, yeah, you know what? I do have a lot of, all of my reviews are five-star reviews. Um, yes. I just wanted to say that. Yes, girl, you're amazing. You do <laughs> an amazing job and you keep going and you grow your business and that's so great. It's very inspiring. And what you said too, is that you still have a part-time job, right? Yeah. So my full-time job went to a part-time job. My company's been supportive and yeah, I'm in the process of transitioning my business to do a full-time thing. 
What is your part-time job, if I may ask? Yeah, so my part-time job is super fun too. I work for a coach training company. So we train people to uh, become life coaches. We specialize in executive, academic, wellness, and relationship coaching. So I train our academic coaching classes and our relationship coaching classes. And I was originally hired to write curriculum for the entire company. So I write all of our curriculum, textbooks, all that stuff. That is so cool. I love that. Yeah. It like ties in with everything that you do anyway. Yeah. Like I said, I just feel like it's funny. Life is never linear. It's always a zigzag. And I feel like that was it for me. But I also feel like in that zigzag, there were these like moments in time, these little dots on my timeline that all connected to bring me to this business. That's, I truly believe that. A hundred percent. It's the same for me. It's the same for me. Even if you think like the family business that I told you about and like my former career was always in hospitality. So mm -hmm. hospitality, hotel business, like working, the reception, being there for staff, like doing like financial analysis, like all of that stuff as well, but also working on the bar and in the restaurant and planning weddings and all of that stuff. But I feel the people skills that I gained, that's what I really need now in my coaching business as well. Because obviously when I'm doing my writing and yes, you communicate with clients and yeah, you have, sometimes have clients that might be difficult, but you have to get through it. You learn how to be kind and nice and resilient and all of that. But I think like people skills also led me more and more to the coaching business because I was just missing people sometimes when I was just writing. and. Right. It can be great, but it's just amazing. And yeah, I love that. And I love that it like ties in for you as well. And you can, when do you plan to give up your part-time job? Is there any plans or anything you want to say? Or that you oh don't man, it is a, it is an internal battle if I'm being honest, because I do enjoy the work that I do and the people I work with getting to be a part of the training program that being said I, I'm getting to a point where as much as I feel like how do I say this I feel like sometimes you can plan and plan all you want but sometimes life just plans itself exactly. and I think for me what's happening is like I had a plan and now I'm getting a lot of clients which is great but it's forcing me into a situation where I'm, I, I know I'm going to have to make a decision soon about yeah. I, I'm no longer going to be able to balance both worlds in a fairly, really short period of time. So I'm hopeful that the company that I work for now, that they would still be interested in keeping me as a trainer and being part of the classes and maybe helping with some of the other things to continue to support the company. But yeah, I, I do think that it'll be probably the first quarter of this year that I'll be transitioning wow yeah but that's I'm good to say, but I'm excited for it too yeah that's amazing yeah these transitions always can be so scary and there's always like that time of where you feel like oh I have to jump off a bridge and like <laughs> finding the security in the insecurity oh yes yes it yeah, I was recently listening to this video of this gentleman. I wish I could remember his name because I'd love to give him a shout out on, but he's on TikTok. He's really amazing. And the video started with do it scared. And then he's actually do it scared and don't plan it. Just do it. If it scares you, you're probably doing the right thing. 
Yeah. And I know that these are things I've always heard before, but for some reason it just punched me in the gut and I was like, ah, oh, I hear you. It's time. <laughs> That's so cool. One of my coaches, like she said just last week, yes, it's like a lot of like insecurity, but you have to learn to find like this, like security, your own security in that insecurity. And she said like the way you do it is really that you trust yourself, that you tell yourself, hey, I did this and that in my life and it worked out. And I trust myself that this will work out too. Like I will make it work no matter what. Yeah, I think too, in that video, I was just referencing, he says at the end, he's, you're an adult and your brain knows how to be an adult and knows how to do life. And you just need to learn to trust that if you take this big leap, whatever it is, that you need to trust that you will know how to manage what the challenges that come with that leap. And I'm learning, I think that's something that I learned a lot last year in preparation for this year is to learn to trust myself so that I can take that leap and and feel confident doing it. That's very cool. Very inspiring. Very inspiring. (laughs) What would be the one thing, just to wrap this up, that you would say to anyone who wants to transition more into the writing freelance world, what would be like the number one tip that you would give out? I think I would say the first thing that just popped into my head is just don't limit yourself and be open to lots of opportunities. I think when I first started, I thought I knew what I wanted to be doing. And I'm so glad that I still just didn't feel like I wanted to say no to other things that felt outside of my comfort zone. Because in that discomfort, like we were just talking about, Mm -hmm. I think I found other things that I wouldn't have explored had I said no to certain opportunities. So I think it's don't limit yourself and play like it should be fun. So play with different niches, styles of writing. There's so much. Everyone talks about copywriting as if it's like the only thing and blog writing as if they're the only types of writing that exist. And there's so much more out there do your research, figure out what type of writing you want to do. People are making money selling their short stories on places like Readsy and the one that begins with a P, I can't remember right now, Patreon. People are writing wedding vows and wedding speeches. I saw somebody who writes corporate speeches for like people giving speeches to like their constituents or whatnot. So there's so many things out there that you could be doing. And so just don't believe in the hype that the only thing you can make money doing is copywriting. It's just simply not true. That's so funny. It's so funny that you say that. And I actually planned also like a reel on that because there's so many, like even one of my coaches, like I'm with her since a couple of months now as part of the group. And she's always, yeah, Christina, you should know because you're a copywriter. And I'm like, no, I'm not a copywriter. It's not only copywriting that's out there. Yes, I did copywriting and I know how to copyright like a lot of people think that's the only thing there is Mm -hmm. Yeah. and even like when people google oh how can I make the most money writing oh it's copywriting like it's the first thing that pops up but I think yeah don't limit yourself is a really good advice (laughs) 100 absolutely thank you so much for your time that was a really good conversation yeah I'm so excited to be here I'll pop your information below, like all your social handles. Everyone should follow you. And yeah, if anyone needs wedding vows written, please reach out. Like then four days if they can. If you just have a couple of days, let me know. I'll help. Do they, do you charge like a last minute fee or something? 
I, so many people have told me that I should, but I don't right now. So yeah, <laughs> if it blows up, I might have to, but right now, yeah, no, I, I, I same fee if it's four days or a month. That's amazing. That's so cool. Thank you so much. That was a really inspiring conversation. Thank you so much too. I'm so glad we did this. Thank you. What an amazing episode. I really love what Britt was talking about. And I truly resonate with that. And I hope that gives you also the hope and the persistence to just keep on going in your freelance writing career. Because everyone that wants to make money freelance writing and create that as your main career can do it. And I'm a firm believer of that. Please make sure that you follow Britt and myself on Instagram. You can also reach out to me via email under helloitwithchristina.com. Please also review and rate this episode and share it if you enjoyed it. Thank you so much.